welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nonsense. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy From Afar, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. 100% Chuck Bailey. And that's all. That's all. That's the only one that's with you always, because someone else decided to turn their laptop on two minutes before we're going to record and has to do a load of bloody updates. We may or may not be hearing from our lovely super producer and uh, resident Phil Collins impersonator, Mr. Ian Stimson. He might jump on for the second half of the episode or not. If not, we will carry on. Chuck, you are still here, so it is still technically an official episode of Miles Outside because Mr. 100% is in the house. I'm glad that is the clarification that it is only an official episode if I am involved. Thank you very much. I shall always retain my 100% moniker. For now, we are. I keep uh, trying to get Ian to be like, let's secretly record at like the middle of the night when Chuck is asleep because he's up at ridiculous times anyway. So he, he kind of like almost matches up with the American schedule. I'm like, we'll record like a quick, like jump in, jump out, quick 45 and put it out and be like, episode 98, bitch, surprise, Chuck's not on this one, but he won't go for it. So I think you're safe for now. Mm. Can this just be the episode then? Because I don't want to talk about football. <laughs> well, we are jumping in um, to the fixtures. We're not going to do rapid fire news. We are kind of holding off on rapid fire news until basically next season, as there are twice as many fixtures a week to talk about. So we're just going to jump right in, like we always do, with what was originally going to be the Burnley of the week and a throwback Burnley of the week. Let's take it back, back, way back to Monday, June 29. Chuck, we're going to have to very briefly touch on your team to Uh, sort of start off the week. We got Crystal Palace 0, Burnley 1. Crystal Palace generating 1.1 to Burnley's 0.4. Any notes on that match, Chuck? You were upset to get Burnley'd by Burnley or kind of par for the course at this point? All the people on social media complaining about how boring that game that was, that wasn't a Crystal Palace or a Burnley fan, needs to just have a word with themselves. Because I endured it because I had to. Because that is what has been <laughs> bequeathed upon me by my bloody father. But like you guys could have done something better with your Mondays, but you chose not to, and that's on you. I honestly couldn't tell you if I watched this match or not, because like the days and weeks have just turned into such a haze, and there's so many matches all the time. I feel like I may have had it on in the background, just out of respect to Crystal Palace, but probably feel like I wasn't really engaging with it. No, I don't think the players really felt they were engaging with it either. <laughs> so... I saw, um, I think you liked it, probably. That's the only reason it would come up on my timeline. But someone tweeted that was like, I don't remember Crystal Palace being on the beach this early ever before. Because, like, you guys usually have something going on. Seriously, I'm I'm checked out. Like, I know I'm all about good vibes, but I'm going to go good vibes in a different way. Like, if they're not going to give me good vibes, if they're going to check out, cool, man. I'm going to check out. I'm not going to waste my time. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to watch some neutral football. You know, I'm going to enjoy some teams that score goals. There's teams out here making it rain. Yeah, speaking of, let's move on then to the Tuesday fixture. And we'll take this one kind of in pairs because Man United have been red hot. Man United 3, Brighton 0. Man United went 0.2 on XG to Brighton 0.3. So overperforming a bit, but solid win. And then in the other fixture, Manchester United 5. Bournemouth 2. Oh, there we go. Yep, (laughs) 2.6 to 1.5 on XG. So again, overperforming. Man United have overperformed their XG more than anybody since coming back from the break. They are running red hot, but that is the kind of thing that happens when you have Martial, Rashford, Pogba, Fernandez, and Greenwood apparently also should we should include his name. Jesus Christ, put some respect on this. He looked great. I, he looked I, really good. I I mean, uh, uh, I'm kind of over Man United. Like, for the moment, I'm over hating Man United. Like, I just want to see some good shit. And, like, you see those kind of attacking stuff going on. Like, woeful defending... Like, Maguire just getting nutmegged in his own box and then De Gea just getting beaten really close to his near near post for the first uh, Bournemouth goal was hilarious. I um, gotta say, the near post thing is a pet peeve for me. Because you you're gotta get beat post... You're gonna get beat either near post or far post. You can't guard both. And, like, it's not... In, people are like, oh, he should never get beat at his beer... Well, he was... Covering the other one, like that shit happens. Don't give him the close option. It's like you you don't get beaten down the middle. Force him out the wings. Make it harder for him. At least make it a challenge. So you try. Like Mason Greenwood is amazing. 
I wonder. Oh, I love Mason if... Greenwood. Love oh, Mason there he Greenwood. Is. Oh, he's coming <laughs> at the right sound? time. Hello. Sorry about that. Hey, you wanna you wanna come in and give our listeners any bad FPL tips? Maybe drop the red hot uh, Chelsea players that they might have right now. All the bang inform ones. Take point hits to drop your best players. Let's. Democracy has supported you so far. It will continue to support you. But whatever. I, I just want to get all the Man United players. Look. I've just come in. What are you talking about? Man United? We're talking about how they're actually kind of fun to watch, man. I don't even know. Uh, to link it kind of to FPL, if you can figure out a cheat to get four of them in your team, get four of them <laughs> in your team. If you have any Man United defender that like isn't Wan-Bissaka, then you're doing something wrong. If you have David De Gea, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> just get, don't get Pogba. Get like some sort of combination of a front three and just enjoy the good times. All they're going to do is try and score goals now. All they're doing is scoring goals. I finally want to get to this point because this is the third time I've kind of dropped it in. Is the fact that there aren't people in the stadiums benefiting players like Mason Greenwood because there aren't potentially crowds to get on their back and make them feel like there's more pressure than there already is? That is a that is a very interesting question and not one that I had considered what types of like th- so there's very obviously massive effects happening from the lack of crowds from the weird congestion of fixtures there's a lot of noise in the data and so it's going to take like people are going to be studying this eight game period for years literal years to come with like every possible data analysis tool and i hadn't considered that some players specifically might be more suited to this environment than others i was kind of thinking about it in terms of teams it makes sense to me that it would it it's Similarly to the refs, right? Like the reason part of the home field advantage is going away is because the refs aren't psychologically intimidated by the crowd into giving out more yellow cards or calling things in a certain way, right? And so I'd imagine that that does sort of ring true to me that young players would thrive with less crowds to sort of, again, increase that intimidation factor, that psychological factor, because that is often the thing that limits young players is their ability to make good decisions, consistently and quickly and mm-hmm. also they're young and they have a lot of energy so they could play three matches in a week and their little like fresh young bodies are fine whereas 34 year olds you know like if the three of us were out there <laughs> even like professional soccer players our age are like i don't know man this is a lot of running for one week <laughs> i get tired just watching mason greenwood for <laughs> a couple of seconds like i the the boy is quite something and i'm an age where and he's a, an age where I can call him you the can boy. Call him think, a boy. Exactly. If I if I met him, I'd probably call him son, and it'd be fine. <laughs> uh, that, that's that's worrying. But anyway, the, he's so good though. As in the speed at which he took his shots on, he he gets possession of the ball and immediately makes the decision to shoot either foot. Really good. I just. He's quite quite something to watch. It's interesting, actually, you're saying about the whether he's thriving because of no crowds, or not because of it, but that's helping him. That, that'll be interesting to see next season if the crowds come back. Um, but, yeah, I, I hadn't considered that either, I must admit. But, um, God, he's something to watch at the minute. Really exciting. United are good. I'm okay, I'm okay with it. I'm over it. You're remarkably all right with it, yeah. Yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm fully on the checked-out bench with Ian Stimson. You know, football's over. <laughs> football, football's over for me this year. That's yeah, it. Exactly. Exactly. It's done. Let's just enjoy some other shit that's going on and make and and you know, it's good vibes. Good vibes, yeah. guys. Get your good vibes where wherever you can because your own fucking team's not going to give it to you. No, fuck no. I mean, Pricks. But watching Man United beat Bournemouth five two, that is just good vibes. I mean, it was it was fun fun yeah, stuff yeah. to watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my dislike of Bournemouth trumps the hatred of Man United historically. <laughs> okay, good, so good. you know, send them down. Good game. Send them down, down to then Peterborough can start smashing them again. Uh, it was a, it was a little stressful for me watching that at least because they temporarily went above Chelsea in the table, and I was like, oh boy. Maybe you should have beat West Ham. We probably should have tried to beat West Ham a little more. I don't know. Let, we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll get to Chelsea. Let's save them for a bit because you said something fun and good vibes to watch. You know what was good fun and good vibes to watch. I'm jumping all around in the week here, but Alan Manchester City getting four. Three. Oh. Sorry, Trevor. Uh, you, you weren't going to say Alan St. Maximan getting three assists? Yes, Alan St. Maximan getting definitely what I was going to yeah. say. Yeah, I was super excited to see that. Yeah, 
you was you loved it on your FPL bench. Um, anyway, yeah, go on then. Let's go to another team that scored four. Go on then, logically, Oscar. Yeah, just the happiest thing in the week. Since you said the word happy, my brain was immediately like, oh, remember that time? Remember that time? Uh, <laughs> when all my views were vindicated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Manchester City 4, Liverpool 0, Manchester City truly dicking them with a 2.7 to 0.8 on the XG. A true dicking. So a true 4-0. Not, you know, obviously 2.8 doesn't round to 4, but... Yeah, uh, it's it's a it's a walloping you might say <laughs> yeah and then after you've won that you know won that trophy the beating Liverpool 4-0 trophy you know you end up on the beach and then you lose 1-0 to Southampton <laughs> oh man oh I mean I guess so I guess since you brought it up we'll kind of take that in pairs and go ahead and cue the jingle oh they're better than they ought to be Burnley of the week I think this might get the award for Burnley of the Year. I'm pretty sure we'd have to go back and listen, but it was Southampton 1, Manchester City 0, 0. 0.6 to 3.4 on XG. Man City generated 3.4 <laughs> and scored 0, and it is a perfect microcosm of why they are 20 points off the pace despite being a better team than <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> is that Would that be Burnley of the Year and Watford in the year in one go? In one 100%. go. Match of the year, Southampton 1, City 0. That's that's where we ended up. I forgot I watched that. It was really fun. Like, yeah. super oh, fun. Good. Just a parade of shots. Yeah, and Southampton getting at Man City, as in getting in their faces, pressing high. Like, they didn't let they didn't let Man City uh, have possession of the ball easily. I mean, Man City naturally have possession of the ball easily because they pass very sharply. They're, you know, they're obviously amazing, but... You know, that whenever there was a a few seconds with one player on the ball, a Southampton player was pressing. They they really sort of made an effort to get possession back where possible. I think they were realistic in their expectations. <laughs> well, you mentioned realistic in expectations and like we we talked a little bit about this match in the like the three of us group chat that we have when we talk about pod stuff. And I think this is a this was a good place to sort of highlight the idea of game state effects. So I did want to like briefly mention on this because Ian, you jumped on it when we were in the chat, and you were like, "Oh, that's cool. That's a new vocab word. I never Not learned that something before. unheard of." Yeah, yeah. Something. One of the bigger caveats with XG that I feel I should be more perhaps upfront about, given that we're ninety eight episodes in, and only now are we having a more detailed <laughs> discussion about it. Um, uh, ninety seven episodes in. Thank you very much. Don't act like there's some secret episode that I'm not on and you're going to pull on me later. <laughs> that's, that's been Oscar's dream, just to get you out of one episode. Yeah, really we has. were talking about that before. <laughs> um, game state effects, right? So, like, City generated 3.4, Southampton only generated 0.6, so it looks like they got fucking wrecked. But part of the story of the match here and part of the thing that you need to contextualize, because numbers without context are super problematic, it's good to have context for things, right? is that Southampton scored in the 16th minute. And then we're like, oh, fuck, we just scored on City. We should try to defend this. And so it's a bit of a chicken and egg situation where, of course, City had all the possession. Egg. Of course, City had 9 million shots. Of course, they had high XG because that's kind of what Southampton did. They also played absolute worldies. Uh, Alex McCarthy was fantastic. Oh. Uh, always good to see an ex-Palace keeper doing good things. Uh, uh, good vibes. Uh, Wayne Hennessy, fuck you. And uh, Gabriel Jesus, discuss. Not good enough. Bin. Mason Greenwood, get get him in at City. Won't happen. <laughs> Phil Foden, beast. You're just listing your dreams now. Just man, man United get fucked when their young striker goes to the noisy neighbours. You'd love that. Absolutely. But no, Gabriel Jesus is... A problem, question mark, for City? I'd rather have Ings. Former figure of fun, Danny Ings. When was he a figure of fun? When he played for Liverpool and he was constantly injured and rubbish. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he was good before that. <laughs> oh, yeah, in the before times. <laughs> in the before times, many, many long ago. I forgot I, I forgot that the pipeline, there's a two-way pipeline between Liverpool and Southampton, to be honest. Yep, yep, they're essentially the same club. But yes, Che Adams got a lovely lob. Edison just off his line, chilling like, oh dear, uh, yeah, got scored on. Everyone started shouting at Zinchenko. Um, <laughs> oh, they were not happy with Zinchenko. He was just in centre midfield like, hey, I'm here, look at me. I look kind of like Kevin De Bruyne, I can do this pass. <laughs> no. <laughs> Apparently not. No. I saw a good stat, which I think uh, 
made a good point of of both things really that um Edison completed more passes than any Southampton player and that's <laughs> that's indicative of why that goal was scored because Edison comes out and plays as a sweeper and you know play comes out from him and that like Oscar said immediately after that happened they just shut up shop yeah <laughs> just decided you. you know we'll we'll take possession wherever possible but largely we're just going to be 10 defenders now and a keeper who did fucking brilliant as you said chuck so yeah the fact that uh, that looked like something that Hasenhudel had identified beforehand because i mean Stuart Armstrong was very quick to Zinchenko Mm-hmm. You know, and and yeah, I mean, great. I think we what were we talking about last week? Where football, probably. No, but it was <laughs> good. Yeah, but there was something specific where you said about. I think it was you. Uh, it was said about Tennessee. How, yes. Yes, that's right. Where they, yeah. where they've made a point of seeing that something's been happening and they've got to take advantage of that where possible. And that was instant. I mean, it was just like there's a chance. Bang, gone. It's happened. It was. Fucking good yeah. goal. There's a, there's, a, there's a lot to do, and what a way to score your first goal for your new club in the league. With new club. Your, well, new new in brackets. First yeah. season at a club with yeah. a, like a 30-odd yard curled lob against one of the best keepers in the league. Yeah, um, yeah. It was good. Southampton deserved it. You know, it was, it was fun to watch. Really fun. So... Oscar's pulling faces because of the numbers. After he <laughs> well, you said, said deserved it. <laughs> yeah, they deserved it. They, 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 deserve they it. worked hard for it. How about that? Let's say that. This is what we like in the British game. We like hard work. <laughs> <laughs> Resolute defending. <laughs> I've got no interest in flair, Oscar. I just want None 10 whatsoever. hard workers. <laughs> and a keeper who doesn't come out of the six-yard box. That's oh, what I want. Oh, God, I just want a centre-back who doesn't try and Cruyff turn his own box. Falls over. <laughs> Gives a ball to Jamie fucking Vardy. (laughs) It's only fun when it comes off. (laughs) But sometimes it's like like watching spiders on ice, watching him play something. (laughs) Mamadou Sacco, love him, but Jesus Christ. 120 bags a week! (laughs) Chuck's let the palace malaise hit hard there. He didn't want to talk about it before, but now he's like, it's it's like rebubbling, coming back up. It's like yeah. sl- simmering under the surface this whole time. I didn't want to talk about football. <laughs> Let's move on to my team then. I guess we're kind of jumping all over the place this week, but that's fine. But it's our podcast. We do what we fucking want and you're going to listen. I know. I'm the one that organizes it. I'm like criticizing myself, basically like, oh, we're all over <laughs> the place. What idiot organized this mess? It's me. <laughs> Guys, it was me. Um, yeah, I'm all over. Whatever. West Ham 3, Chelsea 2. West Ham 2.1 to Chelsea's 1.6. So a well-deserved loss. Hmm. Um, maybe a 2-2 draw, but like we lost the XG battle. We lost the match. That's fine. Um, West Ham just targeted us on set pieces and corners. And it worked. Yeah. Just have Mikel Antonio just run at Rudiger over and over and over again. I mean, it was indicative of what we said before, that Chelsea just need to score more than the other team. That, I mean, I mean, everyone needs to score more than the other team. That's football. But, <laughs> that's, but, that's, but that's if football. they want you know to I mean. win, they should score, score more. At least one more. That's yeah, the rule. Absolutely. Um, I mean, if you scored the same as the other team every single week, thirty-eight points. Yeah. job done. Safe. By <laughs> most seasons, you'd be safe. Yeah, absolutely. I believe yeah. that's called the Tony Pulis strategy. I don't think anyone's <laughs> realised that yet. Just score the same as the Just other team. Play for draws. You're probably yeah. safe. Good point. Analysis. Um, but what I mean by that is that your defence does seem shaky at the minute. And <laughs> yeah, a <for> bit. <laughs> <laughs> and at the minute. Thank you, G. And you're such a nice person <laughs> to pretend that it's like, just okay. you're, going, you're having a moment. I'm like, oh, you're so nice. What I meant nice. was, at least since our podcast has started. <laughs> um, but, but Pulisic can only do so much, can't he? Yeah. Oh yeah, big time, baby! And he Four, can do. Yeah, so I mean, much. I guess if we're, yeah. I'm going to ignore your defense comment because yes, we suck. We need to buy them. I don't know that we're going to. There's not much to discuss there. Like, and Golo Conti's getting older, and he's not superhuman enough to like make up Lots for an entire defense because he's injuries you know, as well. Yeah, bit of a mortal now. But uh, Pulisic getting four Man of the Match awards in five matches since the break, since coming back from injury, and since Chelsea have been back. That's Chelsea Man of the Match Awards. I got to say that Sky Sports <laughs> gave the Man of the Match Award to Mason Mount, 
To which mm. all of Chelsea fandom online was like, question mark? What? <laughs> He's English, I guess, so like... <laughs> Well, yeah, there is that. But the producers definitely keyed the uh, keyed the commentator with 80 minutes and gone, shit, we haven't done a man of the match. And he's literally just gone, oh, uh, mount. <laughs> he's just <laughs> the, first, the first player he's seen. Yeah, exactly. But the, the Chelsea man of the match award has gone to Christian Pulisic a lot, and he has been fucking phenomenal to the point where today in the press conference, the last question was... Someone asking Lampard whether he thinks all the comparisons between Pulisic and Hazard are founded in merit and like useful. And he was like, no, Christian's more direct, but they're different players and it's fine. But like, that's been the talk. I mean, last week I recorded and I said, wow, fans are really jumping on the Christian Pulisic bandwagon. And he's gotten two more Man of the Match awards since then. The other match being Chelsea 3, Watford 0. Chelsea 2.8 on XG to Watford 0.6. So oh, Watford are so bad. Anyway, Watford are very bad. <laughs> so yeah. bad. And when Pulisic and Willian are both firing on all cylinders, which they, they very much are right now, it's hard to contain Chelsea. I mean, you know, if you can score three because you're West Ham and you'll, you'll remember that you're a soccer team every 10 matches and do a thing, like, you know, we're going to lose there, but... Chelsea have been the second best team since coming back from the break, according to the underlying numbers. Man United are the only team hotter. Um, And we very much have a three-horse race for currently three spots, but if City's appeal goes through, then only two spots. Um, Because Chelsea are 94%, Leicester are 94%, and Man United are 92% to make the top five as of right now. The models do not like Wolves, even though they're only a couple points behind. But yeah, I mean, uh, Chelsea have been red hot and Pulisic has been so fucking fun to watch. And three of his three of his last four assists have been because uh, he's been fouled. Yeah. I mean, the, the one against Watford, he was like run through. Yeah. Like literally <laughs> cut back and just had a player run through him. Yeah. Like, but I think uh, that's indicative of the panic that defences have when he's doing what he's doing at the minute. And I think you can bet against, uh, you can bet on teams playing Chelsea getting bookings and red cards while Pulisic is playing against them because they're fucking shit scared of him at the minute. I miss we're having a winger who did stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I was going to say, like Zaha, sometimes the only way to stop him is to bring him down. Mm. And that's that seems like that's happening quite a lot at the minute because he's still a bit of an unknown quantity in the Premier League and defenders just seem to be like, oh, fucking hell, and just bring him down immediately. And then Willian takes a penalty and job done. Yeah, three games in a row. And it's going to just keep happening. Like, And, and I yeah. think it's really important to remember that he's still only 21. Oh, 21. Like, 21. Like, he is a lock-in for Young Player of the Year, right? Like, next year. If he stays healthy, uh, no one else. He has the most goals for anyone under twenty one. Bill Foden, Mason Greenwood, <laughs> Mason Greenwood. Actually, yeah. Oh but no, it'll be Raheem Sterling <laughs> at the age of twenty six or whatever the fuck it'll be. Yeah, but sure. Okay, yeah, fine, Oscar. Yeah, he's gonna win it. He's gonna win the award for best <laughs> best young American playing man. for Chelsea. <laughs> the most looks like a frat bro that used to play in Germany. That bulked up. <laughs> okay, good, good. Following lockdown. I don't. Uh, to be fair, I don't want this to seem like we're ragging on him because it's yeah, so exciting you spend to watch. Every possible chance you get telling people to sell Chelsea players on FPL, and I'm like, they're cheap and amazing. Yeah, right yeah. Now. Why not doing? just buy Firmino? Buy Firmino, guys. Buy Firmino. That's why we had to stop charging for the Patreon because this is the shit that, that could have worked. It was Villa. Why are you bollocks, mate? <laughs> Listen, when I right, okay. Oh, well, Ian, you're just you're just you're so Spursy. You're so Spursy. He's really bottling it at the you're end super of the season. Spursy. Here. I know. Even I'm doing better than him since the break, since coming back by like twenty something points in three weeks or whatever. My personal FPL project restart has not gone well. I can admit that. I also think there's games left to go. I'm well set up. Correct. You don't have to think there are games left to go. There are. <laughs> Yeah, that is true. Ian, how many Chelsea players do you have? Uh, None. Okay. Okay. You need to get Chelsea players. You need to get at least two Chelsea players. Preferably three if you can find one. Find a third one. I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I've taken... I took a hit last week to make sure I was tripled up on Man United. Wait, didn't you get in Greenwood? Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, I got in Greenwood and I got in uh, Fernandez. Oh, okay. So that hit worked. Yeah, that hit really God, worked. imagine if you hadn't taken that. You'd have been... Ooh. 
Now, my problem was that because I'm trying to make up some ground, I thought I'd try and be clever, and I Captain Salah. So while the hit worked, I I basically, it was a zero-sum game, and I sort of, I got a small red arrow. But after a hit, I was relatively happy with that. But yeah, I'm set up, you're absolutely right, Chelsea probably need to be the next team in my size, but I had to get a triple up on Man United. And I didn't tell one of the Patreons to get Firmino. I (laughs) suggested that it might be a differential pick. He was on a free hit. It's a one-week punt. He didn't do it. He didn't follow my advice. That's such a (laughs) cop-out, suggesting it might be a differential pick. Here, I'm going to suggest a player that no one else has, and for very good fucking reason. (laughs) Just because no one has them doesn't mean it's a differential pick. That stupid bloody word. It's trying to be different, you dick. <laughs> it matters. If you've got the years. fucking same team as everyone else, podcast. you're not going to move. Two years, I'm going to beat you at FPL, mate. It's just face facts. Good vibes. Take it like a champ. <laughs> I might not have a fucking choice. <laughs> and it, and it, it's going to fucking hurt. I don't mind admitting it's going to hurt because I spend a lot of time on FPL and you don't. I feel like I'm getting attacked on all sides here. Let's see where it ends I feel like I'm in a good position Oscars may be right I need to acquisition some Chelsea assets post haste well we're playing Palace next so you gotta get yeah. on now <laughs> Captain I took a points hit to bring in two Chelsea players did you? yeah this week against yeah. Palace although I benched Tammy Abraham because I'm sick of his shit ah uh, yeah mm. that's fair Tammy's Tammy's going through a moment I don't know what's going on there yep. I don't know if he's not fully fit I don't know if he's not reacting well to the Timo Werner transfer He's still creating decent XG numbers. He was overperforming for the first part of the season. Now he's wildly underperforming. It's not good. He's he's pulling a Stimson. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to ignore that. Regarding uh, what you said about Abraham there and maybe not reacting well to the uh, Werner transfer. So do you know anything about Abraham's temperament? Is he that sort of player or? I don't. You don't? I don't. Um, mostly because he's just been on championship loans, and I know about yeah, zero things below enough, yeah. sixth place in the table. Yeah. So it's probably it's probably quite disheartening because if you think like we said, the reason it was good at Chelsea and these players were playing well was because they had the transfer ban. So it was like for a lot of these guys, like Abraham Mount, especially early in the season, they were like, "Great, we finally got a chance at this club that we've been at for years and been out on loan. Uh, who is it? Tammy was at Swansea last year and Mount was at Derby. Um, Mount was at Derby with Lampard, yeah. Yeah, and and so, you know, you get into a situation, you're like, finally I'm going to get a chance, and then it's like, bang, transfer ban cancelled, bang. Werner is signed for a massive load of money. Ziyech is signed for a massive amount of money. And you're just like, oh, great, is the same thing going to happen to me now? Um, should we mention Arsenal scored six goals and didn't let any in? In two games? Did they? Is that a thing? I think you just did. <laughs> okay, cool. Job done. Um, yep. They beat Wolves, they didn't, though. They didn't even generate three in XG, but they did score six. So. That's nice for them. Uh, let's see. Let's just go through other teams. Leicester suck, but they had that points cushion, so they're probably going to be in Europe. If it turns into a three-horse race for two spots because City get their spot back, I would bet on Leicester to be the one that misses out, despite being so far ahead for throughout the entire season. Are you referring to Palace as the points cushion now, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> Is that like uh, all these teams that are in free fall and not doing very well? They're like, oh, don't worry, we'll land on the points cushion. Dang, <laughs> Palace. <laughs> oh, what a shame, Chuck. That's it. You've gone through 97 episodes and Palace have now got a nickname. I think that's it, yeah. <laughs> I can't even deny it. I know I came up with it, but I'm really happy with that. Yeah. I'm fine with us being called the points cushion. Uh, That's the title of the episode right there. Um, Yeah. Uh, We should mention, since since you mentioned Arsenal, we should briefly say that Wolves losing to Arsenal basically ends their European Champions League hopes um, because they were not only already behind, but they have worse underlying numbers and they cannot afford to be dropping any sort of points at this point. And they have a harder schedule to close out as well compared mm. to Leicester City and United. So that 2-0 loss to Arsenal puts them down to 16% to make it, which is very, very, very low. Um, and that would obviously be reduced further if it was only a top four thing. I would imagine that would put them down around 1%. Mm. They could be tight. And Remember, they played Chelsea on the last game of the season. That's true. That's absolutely true. They're, a lot of these teams play each other. and Yeah, um, yeah. As you guys saw this week, you because you were saying what you went from 8th to 14th with, like, oh, in one on, week. Mate. 
Uh, <laughs> no, so I think when we recorded last, we were ninth. If we beat Burnley, we would have gone eighth. And yeah, now because of the way fixtures went, we're 14th. Like in, in a week, we've dropped five places. Uh, also worth noting for a club that struggles with finances, that's worth 12.5 million in prize money. Oof. This is the thing why it's a bit, you know, that the, these teams kind of fight. And, and you see clubs like Burnley, Sheffield United now, that potentially, like Sheffield United, they could drop because that could get into your heads. You know, you look at the current economic situation and all that, and that kind of money is, is ridiculously huge especially for a newly promoted club or a club that doesn't necessarily have massive financial backing. And we talked about the whole COVID thing about how, like, who knows what books mm. are going to look like in financial situation for, for every club, really, next year. Watford, Burnley, Burnley, Sheffield. Sheffield, remember when they were in the European conversation? They're not anymore. <laughs> That's not a thing anymore. <laughs> That's not a thing anymore. I mean, they smashed Tottenham 3-1 after there was... Because do, do you remember the ridiculous disallowed goals and shit? And oh, in- I remember Kane had the four goals. Yeah, Harry Kane yeah. finally got a goal on the fourth try. <laughs> oh, what a busted flush, that guy. And people will say, oh, but it shows he's scoring. Like, there's a reason he was offside for every goal. Because he can't. He hasn't got it anymore. He can't. He doesn't have the speed, so he tries to cheat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Cheater. Um, I may be completely making this up, so take it with a slight grain of salt. Yeah, but it wouldn't vaguely- be the first time. Wouldn't be the first time. I vaguely remember Fernando Torres like destroying the record for the number of times caught offside in a season after he was at Chelsea when he no longer had the speed in his legs that he had when he was at <laughs> Liverpool. So that's very much a thing. Is that like you know when when really really talented players lack the physicality, they start yeah. to try to cheat a you little have bit. To, well, you have just... to get that extra yard somewhere, so you you have to do it by oh, give yourself a head start. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, man. This is fun, then. Oh, I've done a Google. See if you can guess which striker has been caught offside the most times in the Premier League. In their entire career? Entire career. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to get this because it's going to be someone from the 90s or someone who had like a 20-year career. It's really annoying because it's one of those stupid ones where you've got to click through all the different pictures. So I'm trying to see if Fernando Torres <laughs> is there. <laughs> Hint that it is not Fernando Torres. He's not even in the top four. Uh, but no, you definitely know him, Oscar. It's Emmanuel Adibayor. Hey! Oh, okay. 328 times. Jermaine Defoe, second. There you go. So, um... These are just guys with crazy long careers, though. What's their offside per 90? Expected oh, offside God. Oh, God. per 90. That's what I need to hear. That's the real list. All the real stats heads know. <laughs> I'm currently on a website called soccerladuma.co.za. So I can only assume ZA is like, I don't know, Zambia? I don't know, is, that, is that a country? Oh, no, wait. South African website. Why is that? ZA is South Africa? That's I don't ZA? know. The company is the fourth floor of 125 okay. Newton <laughs> Street, Cape Town, 8001. You're going you're gonna to bleep that, right, Ian? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's publicly available information. Yeah, publicly yeah. available. Data protection does not exist. Sounds like a shell company, if I had to guess. Yeah. Oh, and my computer's full of viruses. <laughs> yeah, because they for the lucrative business of filling Chuck's oh, computer with viruses. Actually, fucking speaking of shell companies and stuff, we should take a moment to briefly touch on the ridiculous situation at Wigan because I was fucking outraged when I was reading that article. It's horrible. And I'm like actually angry that this is happening. This guy who is a poker player and owns a gambling company or has a major hand in a gambling company, he's like a stockholder or whatever, bought them. Owned them for two years, put the gambling company as their sponsor, really like embraced the whole thing. But he bought them um, on a loan that he like basically lent himself through a company that was registered in the Cayman Islands like two weeks before the deal happened uh, with a ridiculous like interest fee. So basically, if you don't repay this, everything is fucked. Obviously, that didn't work out. And then like fast forward two years later, he sells it to someone else. Who is also as part of like they they know each other through gambling communities and like shady people and stuff, and then that guy sells it puts them into administration after seven days, and the the like owner the head of the league said that he knew about some major bet that went down in the Philippines 
that was like, if they get relegated, someone put down like insane amounts of match fixing level amounts of money on them to go down. And lo and behold, guess who's has a fucking gambling company in the Philippines? The the first bit of the story there of taking like like you say essentially having your company give yourself a massive loan and then putting that onto the club is essentially exactly what the glazers did with man united years ago which was a massive thing at the time man united have forgotten all about that now because they're winning obviously mm. but like and obviously man united have got that huge cushion of being a huge popular com- uh, huge popular club with worldwide appeal whereas wigan few months without people coming through the doors and like you say then some shady changes of ownership job done i mean this is exactly the sort of thing that and i won't be the first person to have said this for fuck's sake but the fit and proper owners test might as well not be a thing the whelan family had didn't they um have ownership or chairmanship or whatever of wigan for like 20 years or something dave whelan was chairman for years and years and then handed it off to his grandson and then very quickly it's all gone wrong and the supporters um supporters club have uh written to the efl saying they need an immediate investigation about this and rightly so like absolutely when you buy a team and then put them into administration seven days later knowing that the fact that you put them into administration will get them a big enough points hit that they get relegated and at the same time, it is known by the fucking head of the football league. That's nuts. And it's it's Wigan. I, I I know we sort of joke about the pyramid or whatever, but Wigan is a is an old football club. And while Wigan might be a rugby town generally, you know, it's it's an old football club with fans that will absolutely love the club and remember its uh, Premier League days and its FA Cup days. Relatively recently, yeah. Didn't they win the FA yeah. Cup and get relegated in the same season? They did, yeah. Big Man yeah. City. I mean, it wasn't so long ago that Martinez was, was managing Wigan. You know, he's they were, the they one were, that won uh, the FA Cup and got relegated in the exactly, same season. Exactly, but they they were for a little while. They were an established Premier League team, and it's awful when you see a club go into administration like this because, like you say, it means guaranteed relegation, and then you get this extra shadiness. It's just like, oh fuck, this can't be allowed to keep happening. Not keep happening, but you know what I mean. This this sort of corruption can't be allowed to keep happening, and it's it's not good. It does remind me to check my Filipino bank account, though. <laughs> <laughs> not saying I made some bets. Chuck his balls deep in this scandal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking hell! So it's kicking. Something's kicking off in the Tottenham Everton game between. It looks like Larice and Son. Yeah, like a fight. Don't fight with Son. Don't fight with Son. He's just come back from military service. They're being separated. What's it, halftime now? Yeah, it's halftime. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's halftime, yeah. Loris is trying to get to Sun. I don't know what that's about, because I'm watching it on mute, so sorry, but I'll, uh, I'll try and bring you an update. Carry on. Yeah, definitely. Well, <laughs> there's not much left. I guess I'll, I'll end the fixture section and kind of naturally transition into the next section with this. Liverpool getting destroyed by City and then beating Villa. They're kind of up and down all over the place since coming back. Stick or twist, keep or sell with Liverpool assets for the remainder of the FPL season? Um, That's a good question. Um, That is a good question. I think at the minute, I think the main issue with FPL right now is, as is always, you've got the players that are worth the most, so you want to have them in your team. But at the minute, you you don't need to. Like, Mm -hmm, If you mm -hmm. look at all the Man United players that are performing really well, all the Chelsea players that are performing really well, Teams like Wolves, that kind of thing. It's the lower value, you know. KDB will always be great. Alexander-Arnold will always be great. Robertson, Salah, those kind of things. But like at the minute, it's okay to have just money in the bank. or like It just all spread out evenly. Like At the minute, my midfield and front three is KDB, Mares, Martial, Pulisic, Fernandez, Abraham, Jimenez, Rashford. There's like eight amazing players. Like The cheapest one is seven million. And that's fine. I think, I don't think, and with what Klopp has said in some interviews where he's just like, I want to get loads of these guys Premier League winners medals and that kind of thing. I just don't think it's worth it. They can't be caught. You know, the I don't think City, they're going for the records at this point. It seems I don't like think those are kind of I don't think reach. he's bothered about the records. I think he's more concerned about preserving players because, as we said before, you don't know how long you're potentially going to get until the start of the next season. 
And they don't know if they're going to be able to make transfers. So you want those, you don't want to injure any of your important players. This Liverpool team has, I would say, one more year of these guys performing at their peaks at the elite level that they're at. And then after that, you're going to see a huge drop off. So especially if they're not going to be able to reinvest a ton of money this summer and start building towards almost the next phase of the project that is not necessarily centered around Salah, Mane, Firmino, then I guess their best bet is next year to try to keep these guys healthy and just give it one last go and see what they can do from there. Because they are kind of where Tottenham were at in the summer of 2018 when we first started recording the podcast, where we said this season... The pieces need to fall into place for Tottenham because they are very much nearing the end of their window of opportunity, almost. Um, And this is, I mean, we've seen this Klopp project with Liverpool take shape over five years, six years. Like, remember when he sold Coutinho and everyone was like, how are they possibly going to be? I mean, you could, as much as we joke about Liverpool, like, it's clearly a very well run club and they clearly have a lot of support for their manager because they gave him so many windows of backing believed in him as a project and and did it and then they you know they provided unbelievably exciting football last season and then this year they just went you know what we're just gonna win let's just win (laughs) just let's just if we could just beat teams like one nil two nil whatever let's just do it let's not worry about scoring three and yeah we need to score a fourth now and then conceding two, three goals like Liverpool of the last few years. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that like they, if if I trust any team to be able to find an edge in the market and get like cheaper guys and get a lot out of them, it's the team with the biggest analytics department and the most mathematicians on their roster because that's exactly how you find those edges. It's just really interesting to see what happens with them. But to, to sort of bring it full circle and come back to like the remainder of this season... I'd, I my my sense obviously we don't know anything is that I would sell on my Liverpool assets because they're gonna sort of ease into the final days. You don't get to play Aston Villa every week, and even then, when you play Villa and it's only two zero, and like the FPL assets are not returning, I'm like I'm not yeah fucking around with that. For for me personally, I'll probably keep Trent, but when it comes to Salah, you are probably not going to captain him in a, a lot of the remaining mm-hmm. fixtures. So you're looking at 12.5 million for a player that you're not going to captain. I don't know. I'm not necessarily getting rid of him myself yet, but I don't think they, there should be any fear in getting rid of him. Yeah, I think I think that's right. I think the money, like you said, if you're not you're not going to spend the money on the front line because no. none of the super high midfielders you don't or have to. forwards yeah. are. So yeah, you can you can I wouldn't say sell Trent Alexander Arnold. No, I yeah. probably say a lot of people have been saying about captaining him, but I think that might be a bit much at the minute to do that. Well, but- I like it as a differential, <laughs> <laughs> and I like it that you keep doing stupid shit like that. <laughs> yes, While we're do, talking yeah. about stupid shit like that, should we talk about the FPL team? Uh, Absolutely, because obviously yes. we are. We are like we said, we're putting this all on Twitter because by the time this comes out, yeah, we're there's no point in other ones and, and all that kind of stuff. But, but we can if, update. We can when, update. You, when you say the FPL team, do you mean my pod FPL team? The one that all of the transfers and decisions have been mine since the project restart? Or or is there another the FPL team that you're well, thinking Well, the of? FPL team is, is my FPL team because I'm the oh, best okay, of all okay. three of us. Uh, <laughs> right. The pod FPL team, I laid the foundation and got us so far ahead that okay, but people, like people choosing people choosing your ridiculous transfer suggestions. Yeah. Of uh, which there's been didn't... four games. Ten percent of the season has been Oscars. Yeah, it there was a sufficient enough cushion there that people going for your ridiculous choices <laughs> hasn't hindered the team too much and has allowed cushion. my actual team, where I make the decisions like I should have been making decisions for this team, is ahead again of the whole of FPL Twitter. <laughs> Good. But um, yeah, we got 53 points this week. Uh, just gone. Um, we are... What was our transfer suggestion? We're probably going to roll the transfer. We probably have rolled the transfer. Who knows? And if we look... Who can we captain? Who is captain? Uh... Who cares? By the time this goes out, it'll have already happened. Oh, no, but I'm just trying to decide now. Can we not just decide that on air? It was quite fun last time. Hey, guys, vote for Pulisic. <laughs> oh, too late. You can't. <laughs> uh, Bruno. 
Well, if we get Bruno. Yeah, we will. You're winning the poll at the minute. So it'll be Mares to Bruno. So I would put the armband on Bruno. Yeah. That's probably a good shout. It's probably a good shout. But Oscar, you want to crow about your team, so and quite rightly as well. I'm not going to be churlish about this. You've you done... might as well let him. He's finally done all right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so it hits a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, since I told you guys, this is like my last hurrah. So since coming back from the restart, I have been taking it like actually seriously and running <laughs> models and numbers and all that. It has paid off. I wild carded this week. I'm going to end on 83, which is pretty oh, nice. That's so oh, tasty. nice. Nice. Yeah, nice little game week. Since coming back from the break, I'm on like, I think I've gotten above 80 every single week. Okay. No, that's not correct. Last week was not good. Um, but yeah, I've done really well. But 83, and I'm bench boosting on 34. Oh, are you? Oh, you yeah. wild carded this week as well. Oh, look at you, you little I sausage. I wild carded into 33, and I'm bench boosting 34. It's all thought through. Yeah, because the models, I told you guys, I said this a couple of weeks ago, 33 and 34 are like the best combined weeks for the three. So what I did was I did my XG fixture rater or whatever, and then I looked at the average um, rating for the top three ratings of the week to be like, okay, this is the week where there are the three best fixtures for mm. investing in, basically. And pretty much every week from now to the end, it just basically was like, load up on United, Chelsea, and Wolves players. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll wildcard triple up on those guys and then, <laughs> you know... Sprinkle in like a Danny Ings, a KDB, and a Trent. And yeah, and I mean, it still hurts me that A, you just played your wild card, B, you currently have activated your bench boost, and you have David Martin. Who? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you have the like 40 year old West Ham goalkeeper. Oh, that guy. Backup, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back up to the backup who got yeah, brought yeah, in yeah, when yeah, Fabianski yeah. was basically exploded. He's and... 3.9. It's just fodder. Yeah, but... I'm not spending money on a backup keeper. Fuck a wild card. Fuck a free hit. I'm still never spending money on a backup but, but, keeper. But that's not spending money. If you have a wild card and a free hit, like, it's just, if, especially if you're going to bench boost after what? I I'd know. much rather spend that point four on being able to have a midfield of Bruno, Martial, KDB, Pulisic, and William. Like, that's my midfield five. You think I should cut, downgrade one of those guys to get a fucking backup goalkeeper? Are you crazy? <laughs> like... I just hope that one of these games gets postponed and your backup keeper has to play. And okay, <laughs> then I'll get then I'll get a zero instead I of a two. I will be two points up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ian can claw them points back. And I'll be uh, laughing. <laughs> yeah. I probably honestly wouldn't even notice anyway. So. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's worth noting that you claim that you're so expert about everything now, Oscar, because you've done numbers finally. But Ian's currently 180 points ahead of you this year. Yes. And well, I'm, because that's I before am, the break. <laughs> I am 211 points ahead of you. Look, you guys had a 30-week head start, okay? No, no, it's hang on. Fun. No, you were playing. You were I was. I was. I started off the season, and then I lost interest around October, like I always do. I get distracted by fan tracks and the draft. You kept taking points hits to have fun, and then your points yes. hits don't even make up for a quarter of the deficit. <laughs> well, the other word there is fun, right? Like, if I'm doing it for fun, I'm not doing it to win. It's... It's not that fun just using spreadsheets to be like, look, I made good picks and I got a lot of points. Like, that's that interesting. That's why I like draft so much more. I fucking love draft. Uh, fixtures. It's the mock derby tomorrow. Yesterday, if you're listening to this on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> that's especially confusing because it's the future for us, but the past for them. And at some point while Ian is editing, it will be the present The present. As well. I'll probably be editing while watching it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is Emily's birthday, so a win... Would be nice. Uh, yeah, fine. I'll get I'll I'll get her a win. Sure, that's right. Because I'm not buying her a present. <laughs> um, we've then got so we moved from the mop derby, uh, which congratulations, Oscar and uh, Christian Pulisic. I'll probably captain him this week since I bought him in Chelsea for a hit. versus the points uh, cushion. We move. Fuck you to from the mop derby <laughs> to the garbage derby. Uh, Watford versus Norwich. Who fucking knows? The derby. The Garby, yeah. Um, probably everyone will be watching the Palace-Chelsea game out of those two because they're on at the same time. That'll end minus two, minus three. Yeah, for society. Society loses, whatever the result. Um, 
Arsenal, <laughs> Leicester. Loser. Arsenal Leicester is after that. Uh, Wigan didn't die for this shit. Um, Man City Newcastle, <laughs> then Sheffield Wolves, West Ham Burnley. God, West Ham Burnley. Uh, Brighton play Liverpool. Maybe Liverpool B team. Who knows? Uh, Bournemouth play Spurs. That's uh, I, I maybe that's the garbage derby. I'm not 100 percent sure. Any fight update, Ian? Any... No, I still don't know what it's about, but they were properly ready to come to blows. Like both fisticuffs. Them have, yeah, big fisticuffs. Both of them had to be like pushed off the field so as they weren't at each other. I have no idea what it's about. Anyway, I'm sure we'll find out because Jose is traditionally very open with the press. Well, good thing Amazon's there filming the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yes. Oh, yeah, I, I know, right? Yeah, oh. every once in a while I remember. <laughs> yeah. They're having a little kiss and cuddle now before they come out for the second half, which is obviously for the I don't think that's sanctioned by the social distancing rules. That's true. Mm. <laughs> that is true. No kissing on the pitch. <laughs> then from the third garbage derby, we move on to the anonymous derby, which is Everton versus Southampton. Uh, then finally, rounding off. Thursday, the 9th of July. God, it's July. Bloody hell. Um, Aston Villa, Man United. So, um, yeah, Captain Fernandez. And then there's a whole load of other fixtures before we play, uh, including Spurs Arsenal. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's kind of the only noteworthy game there. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just over football. So, um, that's it. Football's done for the year. (laughs) We we got... Two more episodes after... No, three more episodes after this one to do, Chuck. So don't oh, just say football's over. Okay. Uh, I might just get drunk for him and see what happens. Good, yeah. That's always worked really well in the past. It has. I thought about <laughs> it today that it only took until about... Till episode five for me to be blindingly drunk in public. So drunk. This. <laughs> so drunk. Go back and listen to it. It's fun. I do every so often and just... Regret. Um, thanks a lot for recording. Thanks for finally joining us, Ian, and making sure your tech is up to date. Sorry about that. Yeah. Thanks, Oscar, for being on time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. And thanks to all of you, possibly, for listening. And uh, join us, if you dare, on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash miles offside pod, where you don't have to give us money for a little while because Captain TechEd forgot to press the right button. It's fine. You um, get another week free and I don't tell people to buy Firmino. That's not what happened. I cannot that is stress definitely this enough. what happened. I absolutely no, cannot stress this enough. I wish I could enough. play it right now. Cannot stress this enough. Do not buy Robert Firmino. <laughs> Do not follow Ian's FPL advice if you listen to the Patreon podcast. For sake. <laughs> Chuck, should we start a, uh, like... FPL, but if you want to do well, Patreon podcast. FP, and call so it just FP like well. Rival. FP well, there you go. FP well. Fuck yeah, well, my, good. My, my record speaks for itself. Carry on. Yeah, second to me. Uh, insert Robert Firmino <laughs> hat trick here, and we'll see you next week, guys. Take care. Goodbye. Bye. Miles Offside is a Nate Whittam production.